opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily reflect those of the owner, staff, or management of this radio station. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And we are going to put that attraction power to work today, folks. We're going to start off this show just a little differently than usual. I'd like to ask you to just close your eyes. If if you're driving, not a good idea. But if you're in a safe space, close your eyes and and think of a day in your life that was, was so wonderful, so fulfilling to you that you just didn't want it to end. Now, you may have to go back to your your wedding day or the, the day one of your kids was born or a day you got a great, great promotion or or it could be just simply a day where everything clicked, everything fell into place and it just felt really, really, really good. That's it. Think about that day. Now, what if you could capture those feelings and recreate them in your life, your career or business over and over again? How do you create a vision and bring it to reality? How do you really get what you want? Well, according to today's guests, the answers are locked inside of your design and they are screaming to come out. Throughout her journey serving over 20 industries and working with people from around the world, Tina Dietz has shared her expertise on how to intentionally create your life, your career, and business to express your true voice. She helps people create sustainable, reliable businesses and the freedom that we all want to go along with it, regardless of their current circumstances. And Tina is ready to share this valuable information with you right here today on The Million Dollar Mindset. With a mission to kindle 10,000 thriving businesses, Tina Dietz has served clients from startups to corporations in more than 20 internationally based businesses and industries. As a fourth generation entrepreneur and nationally certified counselor, Tina brings together years of experience with her passion for people to live their perfect day. And blend it, she blends it all together with humor, practicality, and compassion through her coaching, speaking, and training programs. So this is going to be a fun show. Pull up that comfy chair and settle in. And Tina Dietz, welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset. Hello, Marla. Thanks for having me. Well, I'm really excited to hear about you know everything that you teach and and how you do this for people because yeah, who wouldn't like to relive that that smooth day that those joyous feelings over and over again? But Tina, first, tell us how you came about. There's got to be a story behind this one, I suspect. <laughs> how did you uh, come about well, doing you know, this? How long do we have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, the story behind how the whole uh, shebang came about are the the 10,000 thriving businesses. 
Well, this topic, this this way of thinking that you can relive this day, that it's sustainable, that you know you can live a joyful life, and then a little bit about the ten thousand businesses too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's been you know, like everything else. It's, it's kind of a long journey. I I grew up inside of a business. Like I said, I was a fourth generation entrepreneur. So. I started answering phones when I was four and going to trade shows when I was six, and business was water to the fish for me, but I did not grow up wanting to own my own business. I definitely did not want to inherit my parents' business, but you know, it, it just kind of seeped into my bones, and I didn't even realize the skill sets that I was learning until years later when I became a therapist and was working with young people and working with leadership development and um, inside schools and universities, and I kept, you know, uh, basically uh, ended up running things and designing things and creating things from scratch and wanting things to be better for people, and I found myself working with people to design their lives uh, from an educational standpoint or who were in crisis. But what I learned as a, as a therapist was that what brought people out of their funk, uh, even if they were experiencing some, you know, things on the, you know, the more debilitating side of things, was if they had something to live for, if they had a purpose, and if they could embrace that purpose as something that they could touch and taste and smell, the most an experiential process, it moved their uh, behavior along much, much faster. So when I started working with industry, uh, which originally started with higher education and designing programs for uh, large companies, training programs, things like that, and and working with students to fill slots inside of those companies, um, I found that the same rules applied, that it was a matter of, in the case of a company, having a group vision that everyone was bought into, or in the case of an individual, having them not just be able to state their purpose. We hear a lot in, in the world of coaching and all that about having your purpose, living your purpose, but in creating their purpose in such a way that it became alive and that it became something that your brain, your actual brain chemistry and neurology could grab onto and help each individual person who is creating a vision. Um, your brain has some ways that it can either help you or hinder you in living your perfect day. And I wanted to help people activate our human design so that when we're, when we're actually planning things and we're going for our goals and we're, we want to live our dreams, that we are actually working inside of the way we are designed rather than working against our design and then beating ourselves up for it, which, of course, you know, is uh, <laughs> pretty uh, self-defeating when it comes to that. So, Tina, when you use the word designed, are you talking about neuroscience? Are you talking uh, – What? explain to us a little more the foundation of that word. Sure. It, it's really a combination of things. So, um, my background as as a, as a therapist, um, I got in, got the opportunity to go into both the psychology end of things as well as the the neurology. And even if we talk about something called ontology, which is really the science of being, um, and we take all of those pieces together, we find that human beings, in a lot of ways, are very predictable. Even though we're very unique. We are also very predictable in our behavior, in our developmental patterns, um, in the way that we kind of operate in the world. So, 
you know, we, we have wiring, and we have wiring from the time that, you know, <laughs> before we're born. Mm-hmm. Uh, human brains are pretty fascinating, very, very fascinating. Yeah, and um, we're, we're very complex beings, but we do have very distinct ways of operating in the world. So when I say design, I mean that you know, our design is human beings and, and what, we're, what we're dealing with on an everyday basis that we may not even be conscious of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, really important point there that we're not always conscious of. Yeah, but we respond, we react, yeah. I should say. We react yeah. too often instead of responding. Yeah, yeah. So then exactly. tell us a little bit about this mission of creating, of, you know, helping to create 10,000 thriving businesses. <laughs> well, uh, like anyone who uh, is an entrepreneur, who's been bitten, bitten by the entrepreneur bug. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I often say that, you know, um, being an entrepreneur is a chronic condition. You can't hope to cure it. You can only hope to manage it. So. <laughs> I like that. So true. <laughs> oh, you know, you, once you get in it and, you, it, you know, there's no going back, you know. It, it, and those of us who have been entrepreneurs for a while will joke about having um, nightmares about being in office cubicles and things mm-hmm. like that. No, you can't take me back. But, um, <laughs> Don't make me. <laughs> yes. No, you can't make me. Uh, many, a bunch of years ago, I was, um, like all good coaches, of course, coaches have coaches, and I was doing some advanced training with some, with, uh, some mentors, and I found myself a position that many entrepreneurs do, which is we get into a project, our business, and we develop it, and at a certain point, we get bored, mm-hmm. and we end up with what I call shiny ball syndrome or shiny object syndrome, and something else just becomes more interesting, and I had was frustrated with myself with this process, and my mentor had given me some wonderful coaching, which is you have to create a purpose in life or a mission that is large enough that you feel like you could devote your life to it and that you couldn't possibly do it all by yourself. Mm. So what that provided for me was the opportunity to open myself up to having a larger team, to working with many, many walks of life of people from all over the world, and you know, to open it up to you know, building something that was far beyond me and that had the potential of leaving a legacy. And there's no way that I could get bored inside of something as large as creating 10,000 thriving businesses. So that's what called to me um, um, in terms of the legacy I wanted to leave. And, uh, you know, when I say thriving, we're not just talking about the monetary end of thriving, although that is a component. But a thriving business, as I define it, is one that provides an outlet for somebody's purpose in life that allows them to leave a legacy, to make an impact, to help people, whether they're you know, providing a service or creating a widget. It doesn't matter. If you're passionate about it, it makes a difference in the world, then that's the potential to be thriving. And, uh, and, and the thriving thing also is, has a lot to do with not just the business itself, but what people bring home from their experience in a business. Um, as a child of entrepreneurs myself, I know that I was granted a lot of education from that experience. But moreover, I grew up inside of a context that allowed me to see that I was in control of my own destiny. 
because I got to see my parents creating yeah. something from nothing. Yeah, and in some and cases when, that's when, an absolutely yeah. fabulous thing, and in some cases it can feel like not such a good thing. Um, well, Tina, we're true. we're gonna go we're gonna go into our first break, and I want to touch more on that when we get back. And I I would also uh, like to touch on. I'm just curious about what you've seen that stops people from having the lives that they want. But we will be back from this first break, and this is Marla Tabaka with Tina Dietz. We'll see you in a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Why is religion such a thorny issue in our society and the world? And why has religion often become a source to divide people rather than unite? Frank Talk with Dr. Ajaz is a forum for civil dialogue on religion and wellness on Toginet Radio. Dr. Ajaz Nakvi invites leaders and activists from all walks of life and faith to engage in a civil discussion on religion and current events. Join us for Frank Talk with Dr. Ajaz every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Toginet Radio Network. What's ideal for you? Really, what's ideal for you? Being who you are, doing what you love, and getting out and about with friends. What's ideal for you? With your host, Janice Christopher, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. And it all starts with Janice doing just that. Then being open, curious, authentic, and living her life on a quest to discover everything that could possibly make life ideal. Check out the website, whatsidealforyou.com. Studies have shown that 80% of Americans, and probably everyone else too, dislike their work. 80%. The mission then is to turn that passion statistic around. To show how it is possible to live your passions and make a living. Or live your passions so that you'll be able to mush through your job until you can change it. And watch life's magic begin to happen. It's What's Ideal for You with your host Janice Christopher. Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. We're here today with a lady who's on a mission, a mission to kindle 10,000 thriving businesses. And you can learn more about our guest, Tina Dietz, at her website, which is This Is Tina Dietz. D-I-E-T-Z. This is TinaDietz.com. So, Tina, let's pick up where we left off. Yeah, entrepreneurs have that that spirit. They want to create their own destiny. They want the freedom. Um, and, and, and sometimes that can create a trap, too, right? What do you mean by a trap? Well, I, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who want that so badly, so badly that, that they, they begin to come out of a place of fear and they, they focus on the money so much and the legacy so much and the doing of everything so much that their decisions become fear-based instead of backing up and creating the bones of a, you know, a, a foundation of a successful business. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it it is it is one of those things where so many entrepreneurs start a business because, just like you said, it's reactionary. Mm-hmm. It's you know based out of you know I'm not going to let anybody tell me what to do, or I have to get out of this, or let's say they may have been downsized or let go from a position you know from the economy or whatever the set of circumstances. So making your decisions uh, from a fear-based perspective rather than from a vision-based perspective are going to result in some very different decisions. Mm-hmm. And, right. you know, we all go through, you know, periods of feeling scarcity. We are human beings. And kind of going back to the wiring end of things, it's, it's not necessarily our fault. We're built for survival. We're built for right. comfort zone. We're built to have a nice, safe cave And when you finally have a nice, safe cave, your brain wants you to stay in that nice, safe cave. So anything that we do to challenge our perceived, I'm going to really need to emphasize the word perceived security, sometimes we will end up with a a reaction on a neurological level where, um, you know, you might trigger some, you know, those, those tapes in your head that run or, you know, those little voices in your head that tell you you can't do something or you shouldn't do something or you don't deserve to do something or whatever that is. And that's wiring. That's, that's kind of brain puke is really what it is. It's very <laughs> different than... <laughs> I love that, brain puke. Oh, I never thought of it intuition. that way. Brain puke, yeah. yes, exactly. Uh-huh. It, it is an automatic reaction. And, and that's the funny thing about our brains is that we have tons of automatic reactions that's how we survive. You know, mm-hmm. our heart beats and our blood pumps and our lungs breathe because it's automatic. Well, many of our thoughts are also automatic simply because we have these connections between particular neurons that lead us down particular pathways. And that programming is something that we cannot dissolve. We can't go in and, and break those connections. But what we can do is to make new connections, create new wiring, and seek to make that new wiring stronger than the old wiring. We also have the unique ability as human beings that we have choice. We're not stuck with our default settings. We're not stuck with, you know, the the old wiring that we have. We have so much plasticity in our brains. We, you know, we can change things. We can mold things. Even, you know, throughout our entire lives, it's not just children who have flexible thinking. It is adults as well. And the first step, of course, to accessing that is allowing yourself to consider that it's even possible to change the way that you think. So with entrepreneurs in particular, you know, we have to um, maintain almost a state of non-attachment. There's a big difference between being committed to something and being attached to something. And you can always tell the difference by the way it feels. And you're committed to something, it's a feeling of openness and almost exhilaration a lot of times. And yes, this is going to happen. Not sure how it's going to show up, but I know it's going to happen. Whereas attachment tends to feel like it has to happen and it has to happen this way and it has to happen by a certain time. And there's this urgency and fear and scarcity that's behind that kind of an energy. So learning how to distinguish between the two and make powerful choices in the face of whatever's coming up for you is, is so, so important when you're building a foundation that, um, you know, is going to create a lasting, sustainable, and fulfilling uh, business venture. 
Mm-hmm. And that that wiring that we talk about can really stop people dead in their tracks, and and it and they won't mm-hmm. live the life that they want if they stick with their perception that it's something that they can't change. And um, I think, you know, one of the first things that I like to say to my clients, um, I use the emotional freedom techniques in my, in my practice, uh, which is, is, is my method of helping people through this. And, and, and one of the first things I say is it's not your fault. This stuff becomes hardwired into our systems and, and we can change it. We can change it, but as you said, the first thing is the belief. We have to believe that we can change it and then you know the 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 challenge that also often comes back is how do I sustain this? So what are your thoughts mm-hmm. on sustaining these changes that we make? Because let's face it, stuff keeps coming at us. It doesn't it doesn't make the world stop, right? Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. And you know, as as a fellow coach, you know, we I think we probably would both agree that there's not much we can do for someone if they're not coachable. Right. If they're not open to the idea that you can change. One of my favorite sayings is, if you want to change your life, you're going to have to change your life. You know, that's the ironic yeah. part. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Love it. And, you know, we, we want the change, but we're afraid of the change and all of that. So really, in terms of sustainability, there's a couple of components I can touch on here. One is, in having structures in your life that are going to support you. And these, these structures support, you know, they grow with you, all right? The, and when I say structures, it could be anything from the people you surround yourself with to the business plan that you have to the daily practices that you create for yourself. And as you grow and develop with your business, you may start out with a very different set of structures and practices uh, than you end up with down the road uh, because you outgrow things and you have to allow yourself to grow into things and grow out of things at the same, you know, as you progress down the road. So, for example, um, one, of the, one of the things that I do with, with people is um, this the kind of core component is the perfect day exercise. And the perfect day exercise is actually um, a neurologically, psychologically based visualization practice where you create a future memory. Um, The brain, as wonderful as it is, has a really hard time telling the difference between reality and fantasy. And we can use that to our advantage (laughs) because most of the time by default, it's not something that serves us. Most of the time when we start imagining things, we work ourselves up into a frenzy. But if we use this wonderful feature of our brain to our advantage, we can actually create a very visceral, very vivid memory that is based, say, five years out into the future. Well, when you do something like that and you create this vision of your perfect day, going back to the original idea of you know, living and reliving a perfect day, your brain starts to look for evidence that the memory you just created is real. Mm-hmm. Brain hates a vacuum. Mm-hmm. It's very much the same principle as, let's say, you, you meet someone with an unusual name. Let's say you meet someone for the first name that, whose name is um, Jebediah. I'm just going to pull a name out of a hat uh-huh. here. Um, 
All right, and you've never met anyone named Jebediah before, and then all of a sudden, in the next couple of weeks, all of a sudden, you run into three or four people named Jebediah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's or the same yeah. phenomenon is you see this particular red BMW you've never seen right. before, <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden you see 10 of them in the next week, right? Yeah. It's, it's called that a RAS, that filter, that RAS opening yeah. up to bring these into your, your vision, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So once you attune your brain to something and your brain starts to look for evidence. So by creating a um, a perfect day in this particular way and then creating a strategic plan from that perfect day that allows you to see how the present that you're living in now, regardless of your circumstances, actually connects like a string of pearls to the creation of that perfect day. You're giving yourself more and more evidence that it's possible and also that it's real. So we're using our brains and our natural wiring to help us, and then we're using our you know, uh, ability to plan and to connect the dots between things and create a strategic plan that allows us to see with evidence, okay, I know how to do this now. If I take these actions in the next couple of months, I can see how these actions now connect with creating that perfect scenario or ideal scenario, as you might want to call it, five years into the future. And that creates grounding, it creates confidence, and it creates an ability for somebody to allay their fears or calm their anxiety, that, that feeling that, I don't know if I'm making taking the right action. Well, now you know you're taking right action because you can see how it's all put together like a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes there's such a thing as, as reaching too far to the point where you just your brain just can't buy it. You know, if I'm yeah. struggling to pay the rent and I see my perfect day as living in a mansion with, with yachts docked out on the ocean, you know, 50 yards away, there's a there's a mismatch there, right? So what do people do? How do they really create an achievable uh, perfect day? And we're going to go into break actually in one minute. So let's hold this question until after the break. But it's basically how sure. how do I achieve a perfect day that is within my reach yet stretching my boundaries far enough? And so let's talk about that when we get back. And again, we're here with Tina Dietz and her website is this is tinadietz.com, D-I-E-T-Z.com. And make sure to head on over to inc.com to check out the article on procrastination. And it really feeds into uh, what Tina and I are talking about here today and in the, in the kind of behavior you might recognize in your own life that comes in disguise as procrastination. So all those productivity um, tricks may not help you until you address these issues that you're going to find over there at inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. And we will be back in just a couple of minutes with Tina Dietz. the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. 
and we'll be right back after these. It's not just time for a change, is it? It's much bigger than that. Can you feel it? It's time for a transformation. Will you now imagine that you can and will transform your life? Will you suspend your disbelief and imagine that all things are not just possible, but probable? Imagine that you will meet guides, mentors, and trusted friends who believe in you. Hold your hand as they point the way and teach you to trust your own wisdom. The first of these friends is spiritual girlfriend Gail Carruthers. Gail will show you how to believe. Believe your perfect divine wisdom will reveal your worthiness. Believe that knowing your power will open your boundless courage. Courage to live consciously, fearlessly, and joyfully. And then know, know all these things are already here and waiting for you to bring them into your divine life. She is here to help you discover, believe, and know. So join Gail, your spiritual girlfriend, every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Get ready to learn and play with Mrs. A. Your host, Barbara Allison. Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know that kids are only 20% of the population, but they are 100% of the future? How are you preparing your child for that future? The years between the ages of 0 and 6 are crucial for learning and development. Barbara Allison is a teacher, parent, and author on supporting children's early learning. Learning starts even before a child is born, and parents are children's first teacher. Join Mrs. A for ideas, tips, and suggestions for fun learning and play activities as she helps you support your child. Starting early is starting smart. For more on Mrs. A, her books, the show, and her blog, check out her website, 123kindergarten.com. Then, come learn and play with Mrs. A with your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And so can you imagine what your perfect day is and work back from that perfect day and creating it? Well, sure you can. But again, if there's too much of a mismatch, if your perfect day isn't believable to you, then you might run into some problems. So, Tina, talk to us about that. Most of the time when I'm working with clients, they don't tend to create a, a perfect day that is too big. They tend to create perfect days that are actually too small um, mm. because our, you know, when people come into a situation where they feel stuck or they, they see what's possible and they're not sure how to get there, which is, of course, you know, why someone tends to reach out for coaching. It's usually when there's an issue, right? <laughs> yeah. And so when a business owner comes to me, they're, you know, usually in a place of um, having difficulty, you know, being profitable or in a situation where they're experiencing too much growth and they don't know kind of what to do with themselves. So it's usually one of those two transition points. So when we create a perfect day scenario for them, I find that most of the time um, they're actually thinking a little bit small, and that usually has to do with a confidence issue or even with a knowledge issue that they don't even know how far they can actually take their business or how far they can take their dreams because, 
you know, as the old saying goes, you can't see the label of the jar that you're in. Uh, it's actually only been a few times in the years that I've been coaching where I have had somebody come to me with an extremely grandiose, perfect day. But the funny part about that is that once we get into the planning part and get into the strategic plan, because you can create a strategic plan from any day and actually work through what it's going to take to bring that day into reality. Once somebody sees in front of them on paper what they're going to have to do or the kind of person they're going to have to be to bring that day into reality, I don't usually have to say anything because it becomes very clear to them Mm-hmm. if that's the choices, if that's actually what they do, and if they think that's possible. And then it becomes very easy to adjust. Um, and then they usually realize that they don't need, um, you know, a yacht and 15 cars in the driveway or, or all of that, that the satisfaction that they're looking for and that feeling of thriving has far more to do with developing their internal resources, their confidence, and, of course, you know, the, the profitability and systems and leveraging of their products and, and uh, services in their business than it has to do with um, being super famous or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So once you connect the dots, it becomes pretty obvious. It's pretty clear. Uh, and then right. they can see it for themselves. Yeah, it becomes pretty clear pretty quickly. Yeah. So do you find that, let's, let's just take the, the case of something a little smaller, like an affirmation, okay? Sometimes mm-hmm. people read affirmations that are written by someone else and, and they're pretty lofty. And that subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between a negative and a positive. What happens mm-hmm. if I'm saying, you know, I am an, a magnet for abundance and prosperity, but I can't even pay the rent? Is the subconscious mind taking in that overriding thought of, oh, yeah, right, I can't even pay the rent? Or is this, is this working for us? Is this actually helping us to believe and buy into this affirmation and rewire the brain? Well, affirmations are a wonderful tool, just like vision boards or you know, any of the other tools that we're looking for. But sometimes they're just as useful to have us find out what the gap is between where we are now and the people we want to be mm-hmm. as they are as a, as a tool for um, building, you know, new wiring and all of that kind of thing. So the first time that, let's say, um, someone wants to do mirror work, kind of a classic Louise Hay technique mm-hmm. where you look in the mirror and you say, I love myself just as I am and just as I'm not. Most people, the first time they do that, have a reaction of one kind or another. The reaction that you get or that you feel, rather than walking away from it or abandoning the exercise altogether, that's where the education is. That's where the training is. The training is not to force yourself to try to believe something. It's to see what's between you and actually owning that belief. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's... like climbing a mountain. You don't know how to climb a mountain necessarily, but you learn on the way. (laughs) You 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 learn what equipment, you you know, you learn what equipment you need. You know what kind of Sherpa or guide you need. You, you know, you, you learn about with supplies. And then once you've reached the summit of that mountain, you breathe in deep and you celebrate the moment. And then you see the next peak. 
because we as human beings are never cooked. There's no pop-out thermometer like a turkey. You know, we we have to, uh, we're naturally guided to go to the next thing and to develop to the next level. And um, that's one of the beautiful things about being human is that we do have unlimited potential. So um, that's really where, in terms of affirmations in particular, where the learning really is, is in noticing where your resistance is. And then kind of almost backing up to that point, looking where the belief is that you do own. Let's say you're saying that, you know, I love myself and I exactly as I am exactly as I'm not. And your automatic reaction is, no, I'm fat and ugly and nobody loves me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the belief to look at. That's the belief to challenge and actually say, okay, the back of my head says I'm fat and ugly and nobody loves me. Where does that come from? On a scale of 1 to 10, how much do I believe that that's true? And actually, there's a, a number of processes that you can go through or work with, you know, um, in coaching um, to actually start to challenge those beliefs and um, break them up, basically. Right. To You know, once you start to challenge a belief, you can break it up and you can replace, start to replace it with another belief. And that kind of goes back to the whole rewiring conversation. Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to know the roads you already have that you've traveled down a hundred times before you can build another road, uh, a new pathway. Yeah, yeah. And it it takes... It takes, I mean, it's, it's a good thing to reach out for help on this. And, and I think a, a lot of people yeah. hesitate to do that because this, let's face it, if that's your belief system, there's some self-worth issues embedded. And, and so I think that gets in the way of reaching out for help. And, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so, so Tina, this is a little off, you know, off topic, but along that lines, how does a person identify in, in, in your mind whether they reach out for help to a coach or a therapist or both? Mm. That is a good question because having operated in, in both worlds, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's why I think uh, you're a great I've, I've actually, um, I've, I've been in situations where someone has come to me for coaching and I'm, I'm qualified to do both. So I'm in a fortunate position where if things come up for somebody, then I'm qualified to handle them, make appropriate referrals, um, all of that, but that is one of the things about the coaching world that coaches, in particular, need to be very aware of. Is that um, honestly, if a coach is not um, a trained therapist or doesn't have a background in psychology, where they can recognize when something is just um, on the normal behavioral scale, or if something may have a clinical diagnosis. It's probably a good idea if you are a coach to partner with somebody who does maybe have a clinical practice or at least familiarize yourself with resources so that if the hairs on the back of your neck start to stand up and you start to wonder, geez, is there something more going on here, you as a coach have somewhere as a resource to go to to talk with somebody and to see what's going on because it does come up. I've had it happen with clients myself. It's rare where somebody needed um, another set of resources to work through some post-traumatic stress. Um, in particular, was the one situation I ran into. So fortunately, I had resources to be able to offer them in that arena. But 
you know, not every coach does. Yeah, and that's important. And that can be a very symbiotic relationship, really. Um, you know, I, I yeah. have those relationships with, with therapists, and, and they will actually send me clients as well. So oh, good. I, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. And that's, 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 you bring up a good point. You bring up a good point because, you know, um, we as coaches often advocate for team development. I know that, you know, I can't be all things to all people. You know, I'm a business development specialist, and but when I help somebody build their business to a certain point, there comes a point where the team has to expand, whether that's with employees or with service providers or independent contractors or working business to business. And that is a lot of what I do uh, with businesses is to have them work with the appropriate resources to expand their business and expand their team. That team might include you know, um, a therapist. That doesn't mean that they have to stop coaching necessarily, but it might mean that they're they're working on something else as well because in the time that we have together, we might not be able to cover all those bases. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's important. You know, and everybody brings their stuff to the table. And I think every I think every female entrepreneur ought to have a house cleaner on her team. Yay! Amen. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, wow, that, that super mom syndrome, right? Oh, yes, exactly. Hey. I, know, yeah. I know that I do. I, I know that I do. Yep. And it was, honestly, it was one of my first goals in business. The first thing I'm going to do when I get X, you know, amount of income for this business is I'm going to hire someone to clean my house. Oh, no, that's freedom. I like that. Tina, we're yeah, going well, into our, we are going into our, our very final break already. I can't believe this has just been so much fun. Cool. You're so delightful. And um, we're going you. into the last break, so it's gone fast. So we'll be back here again just a couple of minutes. And, and uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about that five-year strategic vision and plan and uh, what that could look like for you. And I think that's very, very important for, for folks to know. So, again, this is Marla Tabaka, and I'm here with Tina Dietz. This is TinaDietz.com, and we'll be back in just a moment. Secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed selling author. She's a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc., and the Woohoo Radio 
Network. She will show you how to take your boo-hoo and turn it into woo-hoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woo-hoo that only you do. In love, life, and business, she is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. It's time to capture the simple piece of the Amish in your own life. Amish Wisdom with Suzanne Woods-Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central. Each week, Suzanne will have conversations with guests about living a life that incorporates principles of the Amish without going Amish. She'll cover the practical, simplicity, slowing down, reducing clutter, putting the brakes on materialism, the historical, how did the Amish survive for 400 years, how can we hold on to what we hold dear, and the spiritual, treasuring important values, honoring the past, and increasing peace of mind. You don't have to become Amish to make personal peace a reality. Amish wisdom will help all of us live a simpler life. For more information, go to SuzanneWoodsFisher.com. With Amish wisdom, Suzanne offers us a glimpse into a world of peace, serenity, and total commitment to family and God. This show just might change the way you live your life. It's Amish wisdom with Suzanne Woods Fisher. Thursday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And thanks so much, as always, for being here with us on the Million Dollar Mindset today. Remember, you can always reach out to me if there's something that you'd like to know about or learn here on the show, or if you have a topic idea that that you think uh, needs to be shared. And you can do that through my website on the contact form, or just email me directly at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. I love to hear from you. Tina, we were talking, you've mentioned a number of times that five-year strategic vision and plan. And I'm curious how that differs, if it differs, actually, from a traditional business plan. Oh, very much so. Very much so. There's, there's a place for both. But if anyone who's ever been through the process of creating a traditional business plan um, knows that it's not a horribly pleasant process. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you got that right. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and there's, this, there's this big push, there's this uh, a, a kind of a pressure conversation, whether you're in school or you work with um, more of an academic kind of, of base things where you have to put together a business plan and it's got to look a certain way and it's got tables and charts and appendices and analysis and all that. All of that is useful if you have the type of business that needs that, um, and if you're going for funding, if you're going for a bank right. loan. Um, however, most businesses that, that start, uh, unless you're starting some you know, major corporation or you're going for venture capital funding, all of that, you may not need all of that information. You may only need to kind of cherry pick what's needed for your business. Um, it's also business plans tend to be a bit on the static side of things. On the opposite end is uh, what I call a five-year strategic vision plan. A strategic vision plan is a living, breathing document. It's something that you may look at as often as every day to direct your action 
to direct not only, um, well, let me put it this way if I could give you a visual. If you imagine that your perfect day is like the light of the sun, it's this big vision, but you can't quite wrap your arms around it because it's just too large, it's a lot of light. Well, if we kind of create a funnel and we start to look at, okay, to bring that vision into reality, what do I need in five years? What do I need in two years? What do I need in one year? What do I need in six months from now, four months from now, two months from now, this week, today? We're funneling that light down into a tool, like a laser. Focused light becomes a laser. And a laser you can use as a tool to direct in a very fine and directed way your action, your goals, your conversations on that daily and weekly basis. But it's still all connected way to that very large light and vision. So that's what brings everything together and allows people to go from, you know, something that's a really big goal, um, you, know, large, you know, maybe, you know, extremely large financial goal or um, like myself, you know, three years ago when I created my latest five-year plan, I had said that I was going to be um, living in Costa Rica with my family part of the year and have us be fully mobile. We're three years into that, and that move is now happening this fall. So, oh, congratulations. Yeah. Thank wow. you. And, and so it's, it's a matter of truly connecting all the dots. Uh, it's not a thought process. It's not an academic exercise. The five-year strategic vision plan is something that grows with you and truly does direct action. Mm-hmm. And do you have a template that you offer to your clients to do this? Oh, yeah. There's a, there's a whole process we go through to create yeah. that plan and also a process that we go through to renew that plan because as life changes, your goals may shift, uh, what you're doing, your product line may change, you may even change business models, but that doesn't mean that your overall perfect day needs to change. It simply means that the path is never straight. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's, it's, yeah. it's very yeah. realistic. It's very realistic and, and allows you to flex with how life changes. So your strategic, your five-year strategic vision plan is, is based, that vision is really based on that personal goal that, as you said in the beginning mm-hmm. of the show, that thing that you can't create by yourself. It's not necessarily um, saying something like, uh, well, I want a blank kind of business with all these strategies and systems in place. Is that right? Well, it's it's interesting because we want to base things in in the lifestyle somebody wants to live. So that's where Mm -hmm. the whole perfect day comes into place. If somebody in five years from now is perfectly content, happy, thrilled to be managing a team of, you know, 30 employees and, you know, they're, they're creating kind of a global presence in the world and, you know, that might be somebody's vision. Well, their path to doing that, you know, there's certain things that it's going to take to create a business like that and a lifestyle like that. However, somebody who imagines themselves, you know, um, working, you know, more of a 30 hours a week, working by themselves, having a flexible schedule, working when they want to, that's going to be a very different business model. So 
when I work with people who have a particular business in mind, we have to create a business model that is going to match the lifestyle they actually want to create. And mm-hmm. some people don't realize, you know, what certain things are going to create in terms of time commitment or number of employees or even licensing or, or things like that. And that's all things that are part of the education process when people are creating their, their business. Yeah. It becomes very dissatisfying for someone when they come in and they say, I'm going to create X business, but it's not going to actually lead them to the lifestyle they want. Right. Yeah. So we have to make that congruent. Yep. And that's, that's what happens when you move into it without, uh, without a plan and without what I call, we have different <laughs> names for it, but the, I call it the vision beyond the vision. You know, what is that? What is that vision beyond the vision? It's so important. I posed that question today to uh, a group of ladies and and I asked them what their definition of success was. And on a scale of zero to 10, how far along are they? And um, I was really surprised. This was online. And I was really surprised at the answer I got about the definition of success in in three cases, uh, three out of three, mind you, was success is money. That was it. Success mm. is money. And uh, I said, wow, okay, we've got some good prospects here for coaching. We're going to work on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we just have a couple minutes left in the show. And, um, you know, you have talked, we have talked about your mission to kindle 10,000 thriving businesses, which, you know, I'm a kindred spirit here. That is so exciting. So exciting, Tina. Tell us what Define what the legacy is that you want to leave. Mm. Well, the legacy that I want to leave goes beyond business, and I touched on this a little bit earlier when I talked about, you know, when when somebody's really thriving, what do they bring home? So the legacy that I'm looking to leave in creating 10,000 thriving businesses is that those people who are owning the businesses and also working in the businesses doesn't have to be just the owners. If they live inside of this context of thriving and they are satisfied and they are happy and they are experiencing success, that they're going to bring that home to their family and they're going to bring that home to their kids. Mm -hmm. And those children are going to grow up inside of a thriving context and goodness knows what they are going to then create for this world. So that's that what I'm up to creating. Wow, that is beautiful. And thank you for being of that purpose and that person who is here to do that because uh, that is just the gift that keeps on giving to the world and is so far-reaching mm-hmm. that that even you, the creator of it, uh, probably can't even imagine the depth of it. So I just think that's very exciting. (laughs) So, Tina, um, tell us, let's wrap up here. Tell us, um, who should should call you after this show? Who's who's your ideal client? Who do you work with? I work with people who are highly motivated to bring their perfect day into reality. So usually when I'm working with businesses, they're in one of three places. One is that they're just getting started so a startup kind of a a business. Two is if they've been in business for a while and they're just not quite hitting that profitability level or comfort level in their business that they wish that they had. And the third place is if they're an established business owner who is um, 
been successful but has either lost their way and are feeling like they just don't want to do it anymore and want to breathe fresh life into their business, or they've hit what we call a growth crisis and um, they're growing too quickly for them to handle and they need extra support. So those are the three areas, uh, the three kinds of business owners that um, I tend to work with um, the very most. And I'd love to help anyone who needs a boost in their business. Okay, and they can contact you how? You can reach me through my website at thisistinadeets.com. Um, deets, I often tell people, it's diet with a Z. That's an easy way oh. to remember it. Deets. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. Well, Tina, this has just been so much yeah, fun. Absolutely. That's, that's the best way to reach me. All right. And, and, and um, I want to... If anyone wants to start... Nope. Oh. That's okay. I just want to thank you, Tina, for being with us today on The Million Dollar Mindset. We've learned so much, and um, I can tell that you would just be an amazing coach to work with. So uh, I, hope that, I hope that people continue to find their path to you, which I'm sure they will. Thank you, Tina, for being here with us today. Thank you, Marla. It's been great. And everyone, I'd love for you to tune in next week on The Million Dollar Mindset. And you can contact me at any time at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. Those questions that you send me are actually much appreciated because they become the basis for these shows and, and my articles over at Inc. Magazine. So keep those questions coming and um, let me know what you'd like to hear about here on The Million Dollar Mindset. Have a fabulous, fabulous week ahead. Get creating on your ideal, perfect, most fabulous day. And uh, think about those steps that you need to take to actually bring that vision to fruition because you deserve it. We'll see you next week on The Million Dollar Mindset. Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka from Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there,